Welcome to Four Dimensions for Teachers, a podcast with Dr. Caroline Blackley, covering topics that surround today's dynamic teaching and learning environments. Ignite your curiosity, engage your passion for discourse, and encourage others to join us in these robust conversations, all to strengthen our community of practice. No need to put your hand up. Just tune in as we laugh, cry, challenge each other, and aim high to continue to be the best teachers we can. My research was founded on interactions and how we choose to interact with others creates or maintains the environment in which we want. So when we have lots of emotions, negative affect in our world, or when we buy into conversations that are more likely to create a negative affect, frustration, anger, unhappiness, we tend to reciprocate those same emotions back. Whereas when we find, and what I certainly observed, teachers who spoke and people, because my research extended beyond just teachers, but when humans choose interactions that are productive, that are positive, they tend to also reciprocate those. J.S. Mill wrote, no great improvements in the lot of mankind are possible until a great change takes place in the fundamental constitution of their modes of thought. So if you reflect on his words, quite honestly, how we feel about ourselves and the joy that we get from living will ultimately be directly influenced on how we filter and interpret those experiences in our everyday lives. So if we want to create a culture of learning in our classrooms, then it would be fair to say, just based on my research and that thinking of J.S. Mill, is that whether we are happy depends very much on our inner harmony and not on the controls that are external to us, because when we try and exert control over external forces of the universe, of the department, of parents, of students, of other colleagues, we will end up with, more likely, instances of negative affect. Doesn't mean we don't keep on learning on how to master the external environment, because quite honestly, if you look around at the moment, and I don't really care where your thoughts are on global warming, etc., but there is enough discourse around that for us to certainly be mindful that how we treat our external environment, it will influence what happens to us. But in a classroom with students, we do get to choose our interactions. And today's podcast is about how we make intentional interactions that will enhance the flow of learning. Now, we've spent the last few podcasts talking about flow of learning, and that came from Cheek Sent Me High's work, and looking at how we create optimal experiences. So it all ties in together. If we want to enjoy the work we do, And can I tell you, so often I'm asked when I'm at schools, how's your day, Carolyn? How are you going? And I can genuinely say with hand on heart, 99% of my days, like I just feel that I'm lucky to be here. I'm lucky to be alive. And I am so lucky and privileged to get to do the work I do every day. And I love doing. From being a deputy principal to a teacher, when I did stints as principals, certainly around the Mackay region, I loved what I got to do every single day. Were there challenges in my work and the course of my career? Absolutely. Were there people that I quite honestly didn't like? I can only think of a few, to be honest. The majority were along the same path that I was, that we're here to improve the lives of those we work with and certainly the students we teach. So when we make our actions intentional, what it does is it brings to light an awareness of what we are doing, what we want to do and how we want that to change. And again, someone else I have used in my work is certainly BJ Fogg's work, where he's, I love his little book called Tiny Habits. And he talks about when we want to change, first we need an ability. And that's what the guys, certainly all my teachers that have trained in 4D framework have. We've given you the skills and the knowledge. So what is the ability in that change that you want? What will prompt you 
to do that change. And when we think of how we want to change, if we don't have the ability and we don't have a prompt that will engage us in the process of change, how can we be intentional in those things we want to change? And that leads to the third thing that BJ Fogg talks about is the motivation. And one of the things I work with leadership teams around is when we try and dictate to our staff or when we only use compliance tools without having consultation, discussion, collaboration around the purpose of things that we're implementing, not only is it hard for teachers to be motivated to then pass that motivation on in their classrooms, but it's also impossible for us as colleagues to work within a form of collective efficacy where we support one another in that change process. So if we want to be intentional in our interactions for increasing the flow of learning, The first is I've done the research for you around if you step into 80% approximately of your interactions with students with a green footprint first, so that's your expect reinforce. And when you do need to redirect, if the majority of your interactions are about reducing that public amber footprint, you will create an environment where you will not interrupt the flow of learning. Now, to make those practices intentional, you need to, one, be motivated to do that change and surely The teachers who've done work with me can inspire you to look at how differently their classrooms are. I was up in Cairns a few weeks ago and one of the beautiful teachers that I've trained, he actually said to me, Carol and I had a supervision on Friday and when I went into that class, I just 4D'd the hell out of that. He actually used an expletive, but I won't use that on this. And as he referred and said and shared the story back with me, he said it still wasn't a perfect classroom, but I left that room feeling inspired. I felt lighter And I certainly thought about what that class would have looked like had I not gone in thinking I'm going to 4D the hell out of it. So 4D, four dimensions, provides you with a framework on one, creating a common language, two, how we build that collective efficacy through having a shared vision of we put the culture of learning first into our classrooms and into our schools. And then we look at how we can elicit that change in ourselves. So what is your motivation for wanting a classroom change for wanting classrooms that are based in learning conversations. And to me, it is in the statement. The answer is in the question itself, because we want to be teaching. We don't want to be managing behavior conversations all the time. So my quick answer to that is then don't. Create conversations that are about the learning and do that with all students, because here's something my research has shown. Behavior conversations do not change student behavior. They interrupt the process. They interrupt the episode of the poor behavior or the disruption, but they don't change it. If they changed it, why do you need to go back and have the same interaction with the same student for similar behaviours over and over again? So how do we motivate? How do we have the ability? And that is find the work. Go and watch teachers who are doing it. And when you watch teachers, it's not the assumption or the belief or the judgment of who's better or worse than me. How do they do it differently? And this is where if you have done level one 4D observations, you have a skill that you can observe others and that will help you when you record the data, when you record the evidence of what you're seeing, it will help you process it and bring that into your own practice. And it is not what teachers do better than you. It's how they do it differently. The 4D framework gives you very clear evidence on thousands of observations over and over again. What is it that teachers do differently to create classrooms with far less disruption? And the last one is what's the prompt? What will prompt you to want that change? What is the prompt? And we've just done an episode last week on the masterclass available to all members. And if you become a member, you can certainly tap in and look at the past recordings. But we talked about anchor behaviors. What prompts you to change? What prompts you? What is the first tiny habit? And we always talk about plus one. How do I change just one thing in my classroom? So to make the flow of learning, 
you need intentional interactions. And to do that, you need to make the choice on am I happy with how the teaching and learning environment is? And we don't get to keep blaming. I hear so much blame still. If and because are my two worst, worst words I can hear in a statement. If this happened, this would happen. Because that's in place, I can't do this. When you use if and because in your statements, you are blaming others for what you cannot do in your own space. I have the research to show it doesn't matter if it's period four on a Friday. It doesn't matter if it's the worst class that you have three times a week. The teachers that have less disruption in any class, no matter what it is, they plan their week. They use the 4D framework and they are intentional in the interactions they use with students. They are intentional in making sure that the flow of learning is their priority and that at all costs, they do not do not interrupt the flow of learning for the majority of students, if not all students, in that conversation. Think about how you use your interactions intentionally and how you increase the flow of learning in your classroom. Thanks for listening. That's a wrap for this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review and visit carolineblackley.com and join our growing community of international educators.